Welcome back to another Guildhall School podcast. And today I'm pleased to be joined by the cast and crew of the final drama production for this spring term, which is Barman Gilead, written by Lanford Wilson and here directed by Joseph Blatchley. With me today are cast members Mary Hawthorne, Fode Simbo and Ruth Ullman and lighting designer Jess Bernberg and sound designer Tom Bosworth. So we've got a full house today, pretty much. <laughs> Warm welcome to you all. Thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. No problem. Uh, so we'll start with you guys in, in the cast. The play is set in a CD Manhattan cafe in the 60s, mm-hmm. but can you give us a, a bit of an introduction to, to what the play's about and who you are and how you fit into to it all? Um, yeah, I play a character called Joe um, in this community where there is a lot of hustlers, prostitutes and um, junkies. And I feel like a lot of these people have sort of accepted this community and the way that they live. And Joe sort of tries to see a way out, I think. So there's not a lot of light in the play. So yeah, it's a really interesting task. Like like the lifestyle that they live, as I said, junkies, hustlers and prostitutes, I think it's just a massive acting challenge. And yeah, it's good, it's mm. a good play. I play a character called Tina, who is uh, just like a massive drunk, right at the top of the play, she vomits everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, like, like Fode <clears throat> said, it's just, it's just about this group of people who know and kind of accept each other and accept the way their world works. But yeah, there's just very little, it's funny because there's very little like light in the story, but everything is kind of jokes and banter and yeah. uh, joy in some ways. Mm. Um, and I play Darlene. Uh, she's from a girl from Chicago. Uh, so she's very outside of this this world. And she's kind of come to New York and she's looking to get work and she's run out of other options and she's basically looking into becoming a prostitute. Um, She's very naive. And it's sort of, um, from her perspective, I guess it's the play looks at sort of how she gets uh, brought into this circle and kind of trapped there Mm. without knowing sort of how to get out. And as Fode mentioned, it's it's, it's set in the 60s. It's a very different world to one that guys live in nowadays obviously how have you prepared for the for for your roles and the production like how have you found ways into to the characters and the story the directors just had this really great process um in going in usually usually for third year plays we like prepare before learn all of our lines and come in with everything learnt and our ideas mm-hmm. but we've come in from a production before so it's just it just sprung up on us and the director sort of we did improvisation um, for, a week. for a week, we read the play and then did it, did like a number of improvis- improvisations, which I think like I don't know it filled it filled the characters and the world because I, I was confused about, about how we were going to even create this environment. Mm. But mm. because of the improvisations that we've done as a collective and the world that we've built, it was good. It was easy to then start rehearsing the play. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. also just really fun as well, like yeah. getting to just be these people um, for a whole week mm-hmm. and, and complete, you know, different situations. And yeah. it was yeah. just really, it was great to f- everyone to have a chance to flesh everyone out. Because the director sets sets them up very carefully, so mm-hmm. he gives us scenarios, and we've got a very good map out of the diner in in our rehearsal room. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the world's kind of existing and like. Interestingly, our director said that what really what matters in this play is that world. The fact that it's the 60s is neither really here nor there. Mm. I mean, it's historically more mm. 
of yeah. that time, but mm. the, the world is what's really important. And he also told us to watch loads of films. Yeah, so we've watched a lot of films. Uh, Needle Park, we've, we all watched yeah, together that's great. screening. It's also like a great um, play as well, just because um, when you're seeing that about the cafe, like you feel like this, this place exists in almost like every city somewhere, you know, yeah. like in the rough areas there's people in these situations and yeah it feels like this is this is it feels like a world of its own now mm. that we've yeah. done all of the improvs and things like that and over to jess and tom and um, what's the creative process been like for the two of you like how have you found working with dora schweitzer the designer and bringing the play to to the stage yeah it's been great we've been i've been involved since kind of the white card meeting which is the preliminary meeting um so it's really nice to be able to look at the set and be like this works for me this doesn't Mm -hmm. um and having lots of input on how that all comes together from the very beginning and uh yeah we have regular meetings kind of after that and talking to Dora about kind of her color references and making sure that in my in my case the light works with the set and uh talking to the director about where everyone's going to be and the kind of world that we're trying to create I'm a little bit different because I didn't quite get involved until um sort of rehearsals started Um, so the challenge for me was to kind of catch up and get on board with this, the, the the vision, if you like, that everybody had already created and to try and get my mind into the same set as everyone else. Yeah. And has there been, have there been any particular inspirations for, for both of you in, in the designs you've come up with? Yeah, I think a lot, uh, a lot of the film references that we've all watched, so kind of Panic in Needle Park and Mean Streets and Serpico, a lot of Al Pacino has been watched, mm-hmm. uh, which has been really nice because we're kind of transposed more into the 70s, okay. um, so kind of late 60s, 70s. So, um, And the director talked a lot about taking those references for light and kind of transposing them for stage and mm. making them more dramatic and more kind of film noir, so like a lot more sh- light and shadow. Uh, and also we have video on the show, so we've I've kind of had to work with the video designer, Kate, um, incorporating that into it. Yeah, same for me, really. Um, I'm kind of looking at the images that are being created by video set and lighting and trying to sort of flesh them out a little bit with some sort of atmospheres because there's not a huge amount of sound sort of written into any of the stage directions. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of makes it kind of more filmic in a way that you're sort of creating an atmosphere rather than going there's a phone here and a dog barks over there sort of thing yeah. it's kind of sort mm-hmm. of fleshing it out in general and does that is that freedom a bit is it is it more interesting or is it yeah it's, it's um, kind of, there's nothing it's slightly more difficult because with atmospheres they're kind of they are atmospheric you know they're all over the place all the time so it's kind of trying to find a balance where what i'm doing isn't overpowering anything else You've all mentioned the, the director, Joseph Blatchley, who we've been working with on, on this production, and he's he's worked with us at Guildhall for quite a long time and mm. was last in working on Top Girls last year. Um, how have you all found his, uh, his approach? I love it. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. What I really like about the process so far is that we get the opportunity, so he doesn't... He uh, likes us to come in with the script, and then he very specifically tells us what pages we're doing every day so that we kind of learn it as we go because we just repeat and repeat and mm-hmm. repeat sections of the scene because the play actually itself like kind of demands that because it's so text comes so sporadically from everywhere mm-hmm. it's just it feels like a very organic way of learning what it what the content is and learning the rhythms and it's just yeah it's 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 really different actually from anything yeah. i've done 
Mm. I think I had something similar in the last in the last production, but it's again it's still different uh, again just because it's a yeah different person. Um, uh, it's really nice just all being in the room as well yeah. all together. There's there's not really calls, you know, as well because more or less everyone's on in and out quite a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's been really great because it's our whole year as well that are that are in this place. So yeah. you've got oh, what is it about twenty one people all yeah. all kind of always there and yeah working together and coming in and out and trying to create this mad world yeah. so that's it's really fun and and you you really end up like trusting the process as well or i i feel like that i really yeah. trust it and i don't know where we'll end up in <laughs> come to every <laughs> but, but i you know i, I trust it anyway yeah 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 yeah, yeah he's, he's just um found a way of making us feel really comfortable in the room yeah. well me yeah it's a really it's a really, really good, good working fun. atmosphere yeah. yeah yeah and Jess and Tom how about you how have you found the, the process working with Dora and Joseph together for the- yeah it's really nice they're really accepting of all of our ideas we come to them with something and then say oh this is a reference or what do you think can we try this they're really accepting and and director loves having us in the room, which is really nice, and we can kind of come in and out, and because it's such a busy atmosphere as well. Does that make your, your job easier to kind of be in there for for more of the process? Yeah, it? definitely. Even if it's not just for blocking, you kind of get more of the idea of the play by mm. listening to what the character's thinking about and where the focus mm. is at that particular point. Mm. Yeah, I think because we're in there so much, you kind of trust that we're getting the right sort of ideas, and trust and hopes that. It'll, it'll work out well in the end. Yeah. <laughs> this play's been around for, for quite a while and Lanford Wilson's quite a well-known, mm. one of the sort of America's foremost playwrights. You guys have kind of mentioned that some of you, or Jess, you came in right at the beginning of the creative process and Tom, you were a bit later and you guys in the cast all had other productions you were working on pretty much just before this one went in. Mm-hmm. But how like, have you have you been to look at pre- how things have been done before or are you just coming into it completely with your own take on it? I've never, I, I'd never read the play yeah. before we got to okay. it. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I, I've heard of, I've heard of the writer, but I've never. Yeah, and also the, the director told us that um, in terms of dialogue, it's very comfortable. I don't know, like the the playwright's really really good at just writing yeah writing dialogue. Yeah, um, he's lovely. Uh, it's yeah. so great to work on one of his plays. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. Apparently, he he went to the loads of diners like it yeah. and yeah. just listened to the conversation mm-hmm. and then that's what he It might have only been, it might have even just been the one, one the one diner. Oh, okay. It's maybe. verbatim, it's a lot of it's quite verbatim. Yeah, what was, mm. what was actually yeah, said. It's great. Which is, yeah, amazing. Uh, that's it. It's new, it's new, it's new, which is the most exciting thing about it. Yeah. Um, the world, um, the accent. Oh, it's new to us. It's yeah, new to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah, the plays don't do, no, no, it's new to us. Yeah. yeah. It's great just doing an American play. Yeah, you know, we've done yeah. a, you know, we've done a Welsh one and other and English. We've done lots of, but it's it's great to look at a, a piece that was written in America in an American cafe with all these people that some of whom you know actually existed and some of those yeah. words were actually spoken by by these people. Yeah, and what have been some of the the biggest challenges that you guys have had so far? The overlapping text. Oh, the yeah. conversations happening at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't had to deal with that before. Just listening, like mm-hmm. you're, there's a conversation going on over there. Oh, you can't see, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a conversation happening somewhere else, yeah. and you've sort of got to be listening to that and having the conversation that you're having here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, hearing a cue from another side of the room <laughs> yeah. from a, someone who you're not speaking to, yeah. and then yeah, because it's it, like the entire thing is like a music score. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. The stage is huge as yeah. well, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. And how about from the the design side? Has there been anything that's faced a particular yeah. challenge or something you really enjoyed like trying to address? I think for me, trying to like focus on where the conversations are because everyone's oh, constantly yeah. moving and. Mm because it's such a big stage you kind of need the lights to focus in a particular place so you know where the voices are coming from because it's not mic'd but it's uh, mm-hmm. it's very busy and it's a there's a lot of cues um, and also it's a huge space <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's just finding the sort of the, the gaps in the text because mm. as you said it's like a musical score it's it's all over the place and when you're trying to put extra sound on top of something that's already so busy and mm. so sort of constant constantly loud because it's, it's you know it's quite intense to watch isn't it and is there something that you, you're all looking forward to about about when the, the the production opens in in a couple of weeks time yeah i'm really excited mm. yeah I'm, I'm i wonder how it's going to be re- received and like i think it'll probably have different reactions than things we've done yeah. before because mm. it's just very different like i've never seen anything where there's improvisation constantly on yeah. stage mm-hmm. it's also it's just a totally different world as well like Mm. It's, it'll be really exciting to, to have people come to see it uh, yeah, because I'm it's so such excited. a different world mm. just the way that the group's transformed I think is great yeah it's so quite it's, a change it's exciting yeah, yeah. Right with light you never know what it's going to look like until the rig's up and you start actually lighting it mm. so um, seeing what actually happens because yeah. I've kind of put everything up because my final plan had to be in quite early mm. so I've kind of covered all my bases and I'm excited to be able to like play around with it during tech and see it's going to be an interesting See what tech week. Yeah. Yeah. Busy. Yeah, it'd be nice to hear it outside of my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks very much to Mary, Fode, and Ruth, uh, and Jess and Tom for joining us today for another podcast. Barman Gilead opens on the 24th of March in the Silk Street Theatre, and you can get your tickets from the Barbican box office, and you can head to our website, gsmd.ac.uk slash events, to see the performance dates and find out a bit more. Uh, you can also follow and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud. We're soundcloud.com slash school and on iTunes and all other podcasting apps. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We're at School on all of them. So uh, thanks very much. Thank thanks you. Thanks Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.